Welcome to Mindset Mike, where we teach you how to enhance your mindset and become the optimal leader of your life. My name is Claudia Ramirez. I am a mindset coach, inspirational speaker, and curriculum developer whose mission is to help you thrive and reach your ultimate potential. Let's turn on the Mindset Mike. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our double digits episode. Woohoo! Episode 10. How being a minority impacts mindset, leadership, and success. We are going to talk about what could be your deeper beliefs as a minority, reframing others, speaking up, and making change. I know it sounds kind of vague, but I know exactly where I'm going. And by the way, this is a requested episode that I wanted to integrate right now because if you're listening in real time or whenever this episode is released, we are in Hispanic Heritage Month. And I wanted to celebrate this as being a minority, as somebody, as a Mexican who was raised in the U.S., also American. I wanted to bring light into this topic. It was requested by one of our faithful listeners and a friend of mine, Julie. She wanted me to talk about biased leadership and minority and all that good stuff. And I rephrased the, the topic and I'm going to adapt it more to what I feel I can really elaborate on. Because I, I think it's, it's a very important topic to discuss. If you're a minority listening, I hope that it can resonate. And if you're not a minority listening, I think it also will resonate on a deeper level for you. So, okay, speaking of deep, let's think about what, our, what are our deep, innate beliefs, those paradigms. And I know that I haven't had an episode on paradigms and beliefs, but it's something that comes with us. And we can restructure, but looking at where we come from is critical. For me, I'll share a little bit about my story. I was five, about to turn six, when I moved to the U.S. First year, sunshine and rainbows. Although I didn't speak the language and I lived up north in Ohio, everybody was so nice and accommodating and accepting of me. When I moved down to Texas, I was in a bilingual classroom and I was back with kids my age. I had skipped a grade level in Mexico because, for lack of a better word, I was very intelligent. So I needed to be with older kids. So I skipped a grade level and stayed at that upper grade level my first year in Ohio, coming back to Texas. And now you kind of start standardized tests and all the things. I had to be put back to with kids my age. So I did second grade twice and the second time I actually knew what I was learning the first time I think I just passed with smiles and you know thumbs up but I share this with you because at the age of six I was publicly shamed by my very pregnant teacher I think she was probably in all niceness going through a difficult time she was about to be on leave and she shamed me in front of everybody she told all the kids listen kids if you don't study you're gonna be dumb and fail like Claudia and I was like oh and I didn't know how to defend myself. I didn't know how to say, no, I didn't fail. I used to be very smart. And I, I, who, how do you say this when you just moved to a country a year ago and you still don't dominate the language? What I knew had been organically, kind of like a baby learns how to speak. That's what I learned up in Ohio. But it wasn't enough to defend my point or anything like that. And, and it really hurt my 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 self-esteem and my confidence and I really grew up thinking that I was dumb like that was my word for me I, I'm dumb and my academics proved otherwise I was always you know with the very intelligent advanced class kids and things like that but 
I still believed that people who spoke English first were better than me. And I believed this probably till I was about 24. I was very intimidated growing up by my teammates, especially if they were white. I was very intimidated by them or by anybody who, you know, made fun of me because of my accent, saying words like buffalo instead of buffalo or I would say Mexico instead of Mexico and anything like that. It really not triggered me as in like I would spiral down, but I just really felt in my shell and it would take a lot for me to open up. And I realized that I would start opening up with people who were also minorities or the quote unquote different than the average American, whatever that means or whatever that was in my mind at the time. And it impacted me all throughout. And so I wanted to share this with you. It's not a soft story. It's just a reality of what my deeper beliefs were that. And also growing up Mexican and Hispanic, you grow up very differently. I'm very fortunate to have the mother that I have. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I grew up in a culture where my, my grandmother will see me sitting down and one of my uncles comes in and she'll say, hey, stand up for your uncle to sit or hey, serve your uncle food and things like that. Mind you, my uncles don't care and my uncles are great cooks and chefs and everything. They don't need me serving them anything. But those are the beliefs that are within the culture. You're a woman, you serve. And as a Hispanic in another country, you feel like you're playing catch up, but are you? So these are the beliefs that I want you to think about. What do I think about myself? If I am in a room, let's think of it as like the mo thinking about perhaps you being in the UK or in the US, okay, those two countries at least. Let's think of the most extreme thing. You're in the room of full white men not even women, just all white males. How do you feel being, if you're in a minority situation, how do you feel? Do you feel confident? Do you feel doubtful? Do you feel a little nervous? What do you feel? And think about those childhood experiences that perhaps triggered something in you. I've had this conversation with various clients, various friends even, um, but recently with a client who thinks that because she's black, she needs to work a little harder or prove a point. And I understand, however, we can shift that. So think about what are those experiences, the background, what are those conversations that you've had? What are those things that you've heard before that make you think, I am in a minority standpoint, I am in a let's play catch up standpoint instead of we are all in a leveling field. When it comes to equality and equity, I prefer equity. Perhaps you've seen the graphic, the photo of kids trying to look over a fence to watch like a baseball game or something like that. And they all get a bench, but they're all different heights, different ages, different heights. So only some of them can look over the fence. But if they all get different stools to step on, then they can all, their beautiful little heads are on the same level and they can all watch what's going on on the other side of the fence. That's equity. I like equity. Thinking about how we can present things differently for various people depending on what our unique circumstances and experiences are to give everyone playing field. Which takes me to my second point, reframing 
what you think about others. I believe it was Esther Perel. She posted a video on Instagram recently talking about, can we stop oversimplifying people? If you see me, she says, you hear an accent, and that is a French accent. And I have that same French accent in nine different languages. Can you imagine nine languages? That's just so beautiful. But you don't know. And then she started listing all the things that you perhaps don't know about her. And all you hear is a woman with an accent, you know, speaking on certain topics. So think about that. I have friends who say, oh, I don't want to start a podcast because I have an accent or, oh, I can't go on camera because of X, Y, Z. And you think about why are we allowing these things to trigger us and to, and to stop us when in reality, if you step into a room with people, perhaps at the corporate level or on a team, on a sports team or in a classroom at a school, and you ask people a little bit about their story, you're going to find out that there are more than what you see. I always tell you, you are more than just one thing. If you walk into a classroom, you see more, you see students, but they are more than just students. If you walk into a corporate office, you see corporate leaders, but they are more than corporate leaders. They are something unique and special beyond those walls. And when you start asking those questions, wow, all of a sudden you realize that you don't have a minority mindset. You're human. You're human. And yes, perhaps we experience things. And I, as a Mexican woman who grew up in the United States, will probably never 100% relate to somebody who grew up in another country or another country who came to the U.S. or perhaps another skin tone or anything like that or another language or another accent maybe in the U.K. I don't know. I know that we can't replicate it. Exactly. I cannot do that because I am who I am and, and I strive to learn. I really do. But at the end of the day, we are human. And if we walk around thinking that we are less than others or that our voice isn't as important as others, we are going to transmit that and it's going to show. And I share this with you because believe it or not, I struggle with this till this day. I will talk to you about confidence. I will talk to you about, I, I like doing things that are gutsy, that are going to challenge me, that are going to frankly scare the bejizzle out of me. However, I also know that there are certain circumstances when I'm in front of people who only speak English, where I kind of like, you know, I don't share about what I do. I don't share about my passions. I kind of just keep to myself. And I wondered before if it was that I, the fact that I'm introverted or the fact that I'm kind of quiet and to myself. I overanalyze. I look at people. I observe them. I listen to them. But I, I, And then I think, is it that? Or is it the fact that I'm, uh, I have a mindset of you don't belong because Spanish is your first language and you have an accent or different experiences? Growing up, I always felt so uncool because I never understood pop culture. I would confuse J-Lo with Halo, the video game. I never knew the latest Disney Channel shows. I never understood the song lyrics or the lyrics and songs, or I didn't know what the coolest songs were. Because for me, I grew up in a Mexican household in the American world. And I was always at a, not a disadvantage, but in a different world. I lived in two different worlds. And so I encourage you to 
look at yourself as the richness that is within you and how much value it brings to the rooms that you step in. I now, whenever I feel in the position of, I feel a little intimidated, not because of what other people accomplished, how much money they earn or whatever, where they come from, but because of my own experiences, I feel like at a disadvantage, immediately reframe. Immediately make sure that my posture is different. I, I strive to make sure that I speak as eloquently as I would hear or as confidently as I would hear with you or with a client or with a friend or with my family. Why? Because you humanize people. And that is something key. Now, you speak up and you start making change. Because you come from a different background than those around you, even if we're the same ethnicity, the same race, the same gender, what have you. Because you come from a very unique background that is particular to you, you can bring something to the table that's different to other people. Don't hold back on asking those questions. Don't hold back on making those points. What for you could seem like common sense could open a jar of butterflies, a whole new world in a conversation. You could be the reason why change is implemented. You can be the reason why somebody else thinks outside the box. You could be the reason why ideas are brought forward. Why? Because you have unique experiences. So instead of allowing our background to play a role in us holding back, let's allow our background to be the reason why change is created. Not because, ooh, I grew up in a minority and in our culture we do things this way and we start minimizing ourselves and we start thinking less of ourselves, especially if you're a woman and you're Hispanic or you're from another country that perhaps I don't understand the culture or I'm not aware of the culture, but it's very similar and you minimize who you are and you start quieting your voice and you don't share your ideas because it might not be important, uh-uh, snap out of it. You're big, you're smart, you're capable. You are there for a reason. And you are just as valuable as anybody around you. I can't tell you the amount of conversations that I've had that I think that's common sense. And people think, no, that's not. I didn't think about that. Oh, that's a great point. And I'm, I'm like, huh, okay. Maybe I'm onto something. Speak the way that you speak. Be the way that you are. Whether you are loud and proud, <laughs> whether you are to yourself and then you come in when it matters, be who you are and allow your history, your background, your roots, your culture to shine. It doesn't mean that you have to walk around with your native flag. No, but allow that to play a role in change, in making a difference, in doing things differently. And if you're on the opposite side, if you're somebody who's bringing on somebody onto a team, you have a new team member, if you have someone new in the classroom, if you have a new conversation, try to figure out what the different angle is. Try to figure out how their unique experiences and background can play a positive role 
not singling them out for what that is, but learn from people, ask questions, genuinely be curious about someone else. Because at the end of the day, we all feel slightly important when somebody asks about our life. We feel like we have a pep in our step. We feel seen. We feel heard. I truly believe that when we look at ourselves and we look at the reasons why we can, we will. If you look at the reasons why you can't, you won't. Look at the reasons for why you're strong, for why you're capable, for why you can make things happen. What value do you bring to other people? What value do you bring to a company? What value do you bring to life? What purpose do you have? How does that align? Where can you apply it? It doesn't mean that we have to be attached to our background, to our history. But at the end of the day, don't let that stop you. To wrap up this episode, go back to your beliefs. Think about, huh, what is it that is really in my mind? What am I really thinking? What's actually in there? What's triggering me? What's making me think a certain way or behave a certain way? And let's rephrase it or reframe it or look at ways in which that can help us in the future. Let's make a difference. Be the difference. Be the change. Don't allow where you come from, your accent, your history, what has never been accomplished, what has never been done, what somebody didn't believe in, hold you back. Find the people who are going to believe in you. Find the people who are going to see the value in you. Find the people who are going to listen to you and also listen to other people. Learn from others. At the end of the day, we live in a beautiful world. We live in an abundant world where we're surrounded by people from all walks of life, even if the people in your city look like you. We can always learn from someone. We can learn from our young people. We can learn from, from our elders, from the people who look differently, who look the same. Just be curious, be open, and be willing to make a change. As always, don't forget to be the optimal leader of your life. I have left some resources for you down below. Check them out. I believe in you, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.